Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show and today's everyone's favorite topic. So excited to talk about taxes. No, but this is a good one because this is how you deduct taxes. So we can just stick it to the man together. Let's do this. If you're looking to maximize your savings, who isn't, and minimize your tax bill, absolutely, and do it legally, by the way, uh, there are some important things you need to understand and do today so you can minimize your tax bill on April, April 15th, I should say. So here are a few of the most common tax deductions that young people might miss on their tax forms. Don't miss this. Mileage expenses for your side hustle. It's true. If you have a small business or you're a thriving freelance side hustler, if you're self-employed in any capacity, you can legally deduct all legitimate business expenses. This includes communications expenses, your cell phone bill for your business, your internet expense may also be a deductible, any supplies you need, printer, ink, paper, pens, other costs associated with running the business, advertising, your website, business cards, any ads you run may count as business expenses. Business-related travel, if you attend industry conferences or visit customers to complete a sale, all of that. These costs are deductible, including 50% of all meals eaten during travel. Yes, tangible property. If you bought a cell phone, tablet, or computer for your business, boom, there you go. You can either depreciate these assets over time or even in some cases claim the full cost as an expense the year that you bought it. Legal and accounting fees, if you pay an accountant, bookkeeper, or paid for the accounting software, be sure to deduct that expense. Mileage expenses, if your side hustle involves driving a car, for instance, Uber, Lyft, all of those things, you can claim $0.58 per mile driven related to the expense. The trick with this deduction, you have to track your mileage throughout the year. There are tons of apps to do that, and I'll get to that in a second. Optimizing your business expenses is critical for minimizing your taxes. So as a self-employed person, you have to pay 15.3% of your profits towards Social Security and Medicaid. Plus, you have to pay federal, state, and city taxes on that profit. Every dollar you can legally claim as an expense will save you anywhere from $0.15 to $0.50 or more in taxes. But the key to saving this money is tracking the expenses throughout the year. Use an app or a bookkeeping software to track expenses and income. Keeping your business finances organized also has the added advantage of making it easier to estimate your quarterly taxes as a freelancer. Oh, by the way, if you're completely self-employed, you may be able to claim your health insurance premiums as an adjustment to income. It lowers your expenses too. Be sure to talk with an accountant so you can understand all the costs that may be deductible. Itemized deductions. So in 2019, a single person can claim a standard deduction of $12,200. A married couple filing jointly can claim a standard deduction of $24,400. Most people will claim the standard. But if you're a high income earner, a homeowner, a major giver, or someone with outsized medical expenses, itemizing deductions might be the right move for you. These are a few of the major itemized deductions you can take. 
charitable contributions, itemize up to 60% of your adjusted gross income. While most givers aren't approaching the 60% limit, any giving to 501c3 organizations can be itemized. State and local taxes. You can itemize up to $10,000 worth of state and local taxes, including your property taxes, state income taxes, and city taxes. Mortgage interest. You can deduct all of your mortgage interest on up to 70 up to a $750,000 loan on your property. Up to a million if you secured your loan before December 15th, 2017, and that includes upfront mortgage points. Medical expenses over 10% of your income. So, if you had a bad year for medical expenses or perhaps you gave birth while on a relatively lower income, any medical spending not including health insurance premiums above 10% of your income can be deducted. If you're earning 60,000 per year and you spend 7,000 on medical expenses, you have $1,000 worth of itemized deductions. When you add that to the other deductions, you might find your tax bill lowered when you itemize. Retirement contributions. Okay, so if you contribute money to a traditional IRA or a workplace retirement plan, such as a 401k, 403b, 457, or a self-employed plan, (laughs) individual 401k, SEP, IRA, these contributions can be made with pre-tax dollars. When you withdraw the money, you'll have to pay income tax on them. But in the meantime, these contributions can help lower your tax bill. When you combine the tax savings with the possibility of employer matches, retirement contributions become the ultimate in wealth-building tax deductions. If you're self-employed, be sure to open your retirement account before the end of the year. You can contribute to it until the April 15th tax filing deadline. Pretty cool. Student loan interest, even if your parents paid it. Did you hear that? (laughs) If you have student loans... If you're paying interest on them, you might qualify for an above-the-line deduction of up to $2,500. An above-the-line deduction means you don't have to itemize your deductions to qualify for this. You simply claim the deduction on your tax form, Form 1098E, and your taxable income is lowered. And here are some top tax credits for young adults. What's better than a legal tax deduction? I don't know. A legal tax credit, maybe? In the eyes of the law, deductions reduce your income, thereby reducing the amount of tax you have to pay on the income. Tax credits are even better. When you claim a tax credit, you have a straight-up reduction to the amount of income tax you owe. Perhaps you owed $3,000 in income tax, but you can claim a $500 tax credit. In that case your total tax burden falls to $2,500. Earned income tax credit. Okay, so the earned income tax credit is a refundable credit that helps working Americans who are low income lower their tax burden or even boost their income, essentially through a negative tax. The maximum credit amount is $6,557 with three or more qualifying children, a little over 5,800 with two qualifying children, 3,500 with one kid, and $529 with no kids. In years when you have a low income, for example, the first years out of college or when you're starting a business, you may qualify for this credit. A quick note on income. This is your adjusted gross income. So if you're a super saver who contributes a ton of money to retirement accounts, 
you may qualify for this tax credit even if you're earning a decent salary. Yay. If you qualify for the credit, just be sure to claim it on your tax form. Most tax software services allow you to claim the EITC using the free version of the software. Education credits. American Opportunity Credit. If you're an independent adult paying your way through your first four years of higher education, look out for the American Opportunity Credit. You need a Form 1098-T from your educational institution to claim the credit. This credit allows you to claim a tax credit, meaning every dollar you owe in tax is offset by this expense. 100% of the first $2,000 of qualified education expenses you paid for each eligible student. You can also offset up to 25% of the next 2,000 of qualified expenses. If you don't qualify for this credit, your parents probably will, so let them know about it. Lifetime learning credit. Going back to school? If so, you may qualify for the lifetime learning credit. Now, this credit allows you to have a dollar-for-dollar credit for up to $2,000 of educational expenses per year. You can claim this credit if your modified adjusted gross income is less than $57,000 as a single person. If you earn between $57,000 and $67,000, you will qualify for a partial credit. For a married couples filing jointly, the required income is less than $114,000 with a phase-out credit between $114,000 and $134,000. Savers tax credit. If you're a lower income earner who contributes to a retirement plan, including a Roth IRA, by the way, or a traditional IRA or any workplace plan, you could get a credit worth 50, 20, or 10% of your contribution up to $2,000 worth of contribution. So a maximum credit of $1,000. Double the numbers for married couples who file a joint return. This is another one of those amazing credits for super savers who have a moderate gross income, but stock away a ton in retirement accounts. As long as you're not a full-time student over 18 and can't be claimed as a dependent, and of course you make retirement contributions, (laughs) this credit can be yours. How to claim a deduction. Let's talk about that for a second. Now, if you qualify for one of these deductions, you can take steps to claim the deduction at tax time. These are the steps to take. Keep good records. Oh, so vital. It's up to you to keep track of any deductions you qualify for. I recommend using a bookkeeping software or an app to track your income and expenses associated with self-employment income. Be sure to upload pictures of your receipts so you don't have to keep a literal shoebox with your expenses. I also recommend keeping a tax file where you can store receipts from medical expenses, educational expenses, and debt repayments. Come tax time, should be fairly easy to figure out your deductions. Use a tax software. Tax software makes it easy to claim deductions when you're filing taxes. And there's really no reason to use pen and paper when you can use free or low-cost software to file your taxes. Consider consulting a pro. Not everyone needs advice from a CPA. But when you have a simple financial life, you can kind of figure out your tax deductions and credits on your own. But as your financial and personal life becomes more complex, you may start to see the value in paying for professional advice. In particular, if you have multiple sources of income, rental properties, self-employment, traditional employment, all of that stuff. In a higher income, professional advice can be worth the price you pay. Yes, it really, really is. 
So here's the bottom line. When you know about the tax code, you can work to arrange your finances to minimize your taxable income. These deductions and credits are 100% legal. So make a point to see if you qualify. I know we covered a lot of stuff and you could go back and go, oh, wait a minute, what did he say about the that thing and this thing? If you need any help at all, here's where to go. Thecollegeinvestor.com. All of the resources are there. It's all in detail, all in writing. You can just read it, do the things, take the steps you need to take to save on your tax bill. We're all going to benefit from it. Thecollegeinvestor.com. And also, if you found this helpful, you want to share it with a friend or even your parents, please do it. We love you and we thank you. You are awesome. And we'll talk to you next time on the College Investor Audio Show.